0: I'm not afraid to Thank you for joining us again on another episode of Black Bocracy, where we try to bring you content and insights that we can use in our day-to-day life. Today, I'm going to get into the relationship part. I know last week, many of you uh, contacted me and was asking me about the uh, interview and how much you enjoyed it. But you were also saying, <laughs> what was the, uh, the relationship talk? Well, let me just uh, (laughs) explain what that segment was about last week or that episode was pertaining to setting the stage for what I want to do today on this particular episode. Metaphors of love, women, are you listening? As I stated last week, you know, my goal uh, is to help bring about a better understanding between men and women through song. Okay, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing to help advance the culture. I also want to provide a simpler solution that doesn't weaken any individual's social or marital status nor overly expose their personal experiences through third parties, if you will. Now, through the gift of music, we are able to decode our own riddle. This is very important to understand. Through the gift of music, we are able to decode our own rhythm while solving that puzzle of love. But that can only happen if we listen. If we listen to that vibration that dwells within us. I do believe that music is a universal language that can be used As a elixir. You know what an elixir is? It's like a love potion. Okay. For remedying what ails the heart. And therefore. I want to be able to do this for the culture. Specifically. For women. Now. Now. As society continues to populate, so will relationships. I mentioned this last week. But what will sustain, what will sustain them? That is the question. What will sustain them? When society continues to populate, so will relationship. But what will sustain them? What formula will be used to ensure? That couples will remain together after facing difficulty. Now, without question, music can and it does play a major role in becoming a determining factor towards reconciliation. You know, they say music marks time, and sometimes we look back. After having gone through some type of adversity in a relationship, whether if it's good or bad, oftentimes we'll look back and we'll hear a song that's going to either do two things. It's going to remind us of the good times or it may even remind us of the bad times. But nevertheless, music does determine those factors of reconciliation or those relationships that are lost. That can't be reconciled. And once again. I'm doing this. So that young girls and boys. will not lose hope. Towards their dating future. And even possibly marriage. Because again. If we as a nation. In particularly. The African American community. If we do. Not. Exemplify. More than excellent behavior, then our children will suffer. A drunken behavior while providing no obvious examples, if we do that, then we too would have participated in helping destroy our own community. Okay? So let's keep that in mind as we get off into this metaphors of love women are you listening because far too long i don't think ladies and hear me good on this far too long i don't think you all have been doing a very good job of listening what the male species is saying or trying to articulate because you have an emotional nature and usually that emotional nature Gets cloudy thoughts and anytime he tries to articulate himself you cut him off or you shut him down so I'm going to use some songs some selected songs that I want to share in these in this what I call a a mini series and by the way while I'm on this I know many of y'all contacted me about uh, America the Matrix and has so and I I had so many positive comments ...regarding that episode and I just wanted to let you all know that we're not done with that episode but because this is February African American History Month there are a lot of things that I did want to cover uh, regarding this particular concept Metaphors of Love Women Are You Listening but we will be getting back to that because that is actually a three-part series that I'll be uh, wanting to share with you all in the future so I will be getting back with that but this was already on my agenda to cover this with the uh, sisters out there so that uh, we can do a better job as uh, couples in, in, in the African-American community. I think that's very important because that is the only way we're able to build communities and societies. Okay, so let us get into this. I'm going to have some fun with this. So I want you all to think with me, listen carefully and um feel free to make you some notes feel free to dm me after all of this because i'm gonna get into it and we're gonna continue this and have some fun with it now i want to share a little bit with you all before i actually get into this first song and give you a little bit of backdrop and explain this whole concept what gave me the uh, idea to even do something like this okay because many of y'all have heard uh the book that steve harvey put, put out years ago as well as a movie that came with the book. Uh, Think like a man. Act like a woman. I didn't really want to do this as a. Relationship book if you will. A concept. or episode. Or whatever you want to call it. I wanted to do it. Simply. Discharging my duty. To help. Try to bring some kind of insight. On a deeper level. Not just uh giving you some information and you know vicariously just running through something and that's that now I wanted to bring something that hits the intellect but let me just share this with you right quick and we'll get into this song and we'll break this song down so you'll truly understand I have a better way of looking at this particular song okay as a young boy I was growing up in the city of Dallas and during the 70s, I enjoyed you know, listening to some of the greatest R&B love songs that was ever written. And sometimes, even the performances was even greater. Groups like the Temptations, the Whispers, Spinners, the Manhattans, Isley Brothers, the OJs, New Birth, Enchantments, the Jackson 5, Dramatics, Gladys Knights nice and the Pimps. The bar-cades and so many others, so many others. Then you had some of the solo acts like Teddy Pendergrass, Al Green, Barry White, Marvin Gaye, uh, Aretha Franklin, Rick James, Smokey Robinson. Then came the Dazz Band, LTD, and how can we forget groups like Maze featuring Frankie Beverly, the Commodores, Cool in the Game, Parliament, and the Ohio players. I mean, the hits just didn't stop. I mean, it was really a battle, a competition. I mean, hit after hit. Then as we move into the 80s, new artists came on the scene. Artists such as Luther Vandross, Prince, Freddie Jackson, Charlemagne, Whitney Houston, Anita Baker, Mickey Howard, Patty LaBelle, who wasn't actually new. You know, she was a solo artist uh, when she first... Uh, excuse me, she was in a group uh, when she first started out, but later became a solo solo artist. And then we had guys like Peebo Bryson, one of my favorites, uh, Kenny Babyface Edmonds, and of course, uh, New Edition, who, whom I've always been fond of. I always thought I was the sixth or seventh member of New Edition. <laughs> then came the 80s that <clears throat> and earths in a new era of music. You know, was that was kind of like that new baby-making music, they called it. And it was individuals like Joe, Donnell Jones, Bobby Brown, Mary J. Blige, R. Kelly, SWB, uh, Silk, Drew Hill, Brian McKnight, Usher, High Five, Tony Braxton, Keith Sweat, Johnny Gill, and the great late Gerald LeVert. Now... No way am I suggesting that these artists that I just named from different eras are responsible for all the great music that's ever been written. There are countless groups and solo acts that's still worth mentioning. I mean, if you go back to the 60s, I think of groups like the Dales, the Four Tops, the Supremes, Stylistics. Also included is the Average White Band. You know, Jodeci, Atlantic Star, Midnight Star. These artists and so many others provided me with an even stronger position to buttress this earlier era of love songs as being the greatest. These were some of the most greatest songs, some of the most greatest artists that ever graced the microphone. So I want to pay these songs homage. I want to pay these artists homage for what they did to develop those early relationships. When we as African-American people was intertwined with one. When we really had a community. When everybody knows (laughs) that if you did something, man, not only did you get a spanking, man, from your next door neighbor. But when you got home, you got another spanking. And when you had to be in the house when the lights was about to go out. You know, during the evening. And the songs were still right there. Because I remember running in the house. Listening to Tyrone Davis. Listening to, to uh, 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 Johnny Taylor. Okay. So again, my goal is to, is to decode. This is what Metaphors of Love is all about. Listen to me carefully. My goal is to decode these selected songs. While showing the relationship between men and women. This is the backdrop for metaphors of love. Women, are you listening? And I want to provide. I want to provide you with an even further in-depth look into these songs, song from a man's perspective. So in other words, ladies, this is your prescription. Those who oftentimes find themselves trying to figure out this thing called love. Which, of course, I have interpreted as loyalty, obligation, veracity, and emotion. That's my acronym for love loyalty, obligation, truthfulness, veracity, right? And emotion. And I truly hope that this episode and the others to come will truly be a pathfinder while helping women develop clear insight into the male psyche and the language that we use, which is very important, the language. You have to listen to the language very carefully of how men speak. Now, whether or not, if this is a panacea or a cure-all, if you will, For what ill's relationship remains to be seen. Because truthfully, I don't really know if this is a cure-all. And I'm not saying that it is a cure-all. But what I do believe, if you truly listen to what I'm offering and fact check and research and dissect what I'm saying, you will find uh, a lot of jewels in this that I think would be of benefit As you move forward in your relationship, I do pray that Metaphors of Love, Women Are You Listening, illuminates the mind of every woman that's listening to this podcast so that the vulnerability in men can be seen. And that's due to the structural likeness of men and women. Something that's called homology, this structural likeness that's called homology, H-M-O-L-O-G-Y. We can never be naturally apart when homology is involved. I want to say that one more time. Men and women can never be naturally apart. When homology is involved, when structural likeness is involved, okay? Why? Why do I say that? Simply, because we are an inborn progression ordained by the Most High God. Did you hear what I just said, ladies? We are an inborn progression Meaning that it's natural for male and female to come together. An inborn progression ordained by the Most High God. So now, here's something I want you all to remember. Remember that metaphors are just another way to communicate with your consort, your male counterpart. You know the person that you're in a relationship or your companion is just another way to communicate. Okay, it can be the it can be the catalyst for uh, resuscitating any relationship that seems to have failed. Metaphors can also metaphors can extend the life message that messages the soul. Did you catch that ladies? Metaphors can extend the life message. That. I put it like this. Not only does it message the soul. When I say message. I'm just. That it speaks to the soul. But it also helps to massage the soul. To massage the soul. And I say it like that because. Our souls You may ask me Well well, Jabril How can you massage the soul? By putting good information in it By eradicating all of the weeds That's inside your soul Listening to music of substance Not that crazy foolishness That's why we're doing Metaphors of Love Women Are you listening? These these, these classical R&B love songs Because these songs help Massage the soul It sends a message to the soul Okay Now, when we use correctly these metaphors, they can become a channel uh, for what ails the heart and the mind. When we use these songs correctly now, it can become a channel for what ails the heart and the mind while helping restore love. And that's what we want. We want restoration for the heart. We want the soul to be addressed. So that we can rekindle these uh, relationships. Rather Rather if you're in the same relationship or you're looking toward a new relationship. Because nobody truly wants to be out of one relationship and then you get into another relationship. And you carry the same thing in the next relationship that you had in the previous relationship. So this is what song can do. Metaphors can do. It can help... Massage the soul. And when we combine love songs. They can also tillage. Okay tillage most relationships while causing an emergence of passion that grows. And this cannot be overstated. Yeah because the relationship has to be tillaged. You ever seen a farmer when he's tilling the soil tilling the ground. He's cultivating it, getting it ready for a proper seed drop, if you will. So something will grow. This is the way relationships are. That's a metaphor right there in and of itself. That's a metaphor. It's just another way to communicate with your companion. And metaphorically speaking, taking surface love, if you're just looking at it from the surface, taking surface love and transitioning into uh, cascading waterfalls Offers eternal bliss If you can tillage The relationship Take it from surface love What do I mean by surface love Just physical love Animal love You know Two monkeys can get together You know Two squirrels can get together Ain't no cultivation in that That's just surface love That's animal love But when you're using metaphors and love songs of substance, it's like cascading waters. You ever seen Niagara Fall and the cascading waterfalls? There are so much, it's a powerful movement and it's so much bliss there. If you really study nature, you'll be able to see this. Now, this is necessary. It's necessary to tillage and cultivate the relationship. Why? So you won't flatline the relationship. So your relationship won't be on a a bed rest. So we have to resuscitate the relationship. But keep in mind. In this episode. That there will be moments when I'm focusing on a specific song while addressing the spiritual decorum, that's very important because I will be addressing the spiritual standard for you ladies. We can never take the spiritual aspect out of it. We can't because we know who was standing in the garden when creation was first um, created male and female. So we can never take the spiritual aspect out of it. And that's why many relationships fail. Because you take the spiritual aspect out of it. Now I hope and pray that this episode brings a clearer understanding between man and woman. And this thing called love. Furthermore, I hope that those of you who are listening or those who are in a relationship will continue your pursuit towards love. Peace and happiness, and just to be clear, these songs that I'm that I've selected, okay, I've taken them from a rhythm and blues R and B genre music, and it is not meant to alienate anyone. But you never know who's listening to this podcast, so I want to make sure I'm clear on that. However, since music is for the soul. I have decided to prescribe spiritual principles that embodies every human being. Therefore, since Africa is the cradle of all civilization, I think it's only appropriate to pay homage to the people from that continent where music first began. Again, I hope that this episode, for the Love Women, are you listening? will keep you inspired, ladies, in your journey towards love. And if you are uninspired, then may it rekindle your spirit in love. Okay, because surely Adam needs his Eve. So let's get into this first song that I want to decode for you ladies while you're listening to Metaphors of Love. And I'm going to title this topic, Chivalry, C-H-I-V-A-L-R-Y, Chivalry. And I'm going to give you a little excerpts first, okay? I told you you're going to have a little fun with this, so I'm going to give you a little excerpt first. Now, see if you can decode this. I want you to think about this. Again, chivalry. He never sends you roses. He never kisses you goodnight. He never thinks about your anniversary. He says he doesn't have time. Think about that for a minute. These four powerful lines was written by None other than the R&B artist Babyface. He never sends you roses. He never kisses you goodnight. He never thinks about your anniversary. He says he doesn't have time. In the age of millennials, this word, chivalry, seems to be a forgotten term. And if you were to ask many of these young Millennials, this younger generation, they wouldn't even know what the word even symbolizes. Chivalry. Okay. However, if we resurrect it and use it appropriately, I think one would see it has a big contribution to be made in sustaining long-term relationships. I didn't say short-term relationships. I said long-term relationships. And the reason... Why? It's because most women are not holding men accountable. You open up your own door. You pull, up, pull out your own seat when it's time to be seated in a restaurant. You know, um, you're waiting at the airport. It's 2 o'clock p.m., but he's supposed to pick you up at 1 p.m. And when he gets there, you give him a hug and a kiss. I know not all of you do that. But depending on who the male is, this actually happens. I've actually seen this happen. I won't tell the personal story, or maybe I will. I'll just say it like this. A friend of mine, a celebrity, I won't mention him by name, had me go pick up one of his lady friends. This was years ago. This was back in the 90s. And when he asked me to go, if I would pick her up, and he will pay me to go pick her up, I'm thinking maybe the flight got in, you know, maybe uh, I would be late. And I looked at my watch, and it was about 2 o'clock. And I asked my friend, I said, what time did the flight get in? Oh, he said, the flight got in at 1 o'clock. I said, man, she going to be seething mad at you. Well, I journeyed out, picked her up. Brought her back to the house where he was residing, big party going on, and I just knew she was going to let him have it. Then when she walked in and gave him a kiss and said, hey, honey, I couldn't believe it. So where was the chivalry at in that? You see, most women are led by, or should I say, they're misled. Let me, let me say that. They're misled by the male phallic. Okay. And I hope you all understand when I say the male phallic. You know, I'm not going to say, you know, the layman terms of what that means. But if you care to look it up, P-H-A-L-L-I-C. Yeah. But there are a lot of women who are being misled by the male phallic which is not the greater part of men. it is not the greater part of a man. For those who may not know this okay let me let me let me make sure I drive this point home. the greater part of any human being is not the anatomy nah the greater part of any human being is their intellectual capacity to reason and to think that is the greatest part that God has bestowed upon mankind okay many women have been duped and conjoled into believing that the male phallic is a man's most ruling part but let me remind you ladies That Eve presented a fruit to Adam. Now this fruit is a symbol. And the symbol that it presents is education. You Remember the stories we used to see in the cartoons and so forth. When the young student would bring the teacher an apple. That's why they... Say Adam's apple. But the scriptures doesn't say apple. The scripture says she presented a fruit. It didn't say what kind or what type of fruit. But this apple is just a metaphor, it's a symbol, which represents education. So what she was inviting Adam into was his ability to think. To think. This symbolized both material and spiritual knowledge. Remember, they was in a spiritual condition at first. And once he accepted this offering that Eve was presenting to him, it put them in a material setting. It put them or placed them in a material condition. No longer in the spiritual. Okay, she was not offering Adam a base urge relationship, basically. And if many of you have seen my logo, you will see for black vocracy. I'm speaking about black black vocracy. The logo has a man who's in chain, but the Padlock is around his waist, his loins, his male phallic. But the key is in his mind. That's how you unlock the base urges. You take him from lower life and you bring him up or evolve him into higher life. The life of thinking, reasoning, wisdom. See, this is what all this symbolizes. the metaphors. So she wasn't offering Adam A base urge relationship She was offering him to think Although Eve was lacking understanding Even in her own approach Because why? Why do I say she was lacking understanding? Because she was using her instinctiveness She was using her instinctiveness She didn't have the ability to reason Not not at that point Not at that particular time Okay, so she was moving on emotions, if you will. And don't they always say, ladies, that you all are emotional creatures? You think that's just some run of a mill or somebody just saying that? No, they understand. They understand your nature or we understand your nature. So she was warned as moving on instinct. But yes, she had enough instinct to invite him to rational thinking. And the truth is, she only wanted to share with Adam her newly discovered concept. Metaphors of love. Women, are you listening? We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Do you owe back taxes to the IRS or facing being audited? Are you receiving your fair share of payment taxes? That's owed to you. We at Tax2Go offer each of our clients quality service that they can depend on. Just give us a call at 972-298-1212 or log on to Tax2Go.com. Tax2Go, where you will experience tax returns prepared for less. And welcome back. So let's continue with this topic of chivalry. So this apple, inverted commas, or this fruit, represents a type of man that Eve desired. Okay, it represented a type of man. I just told you the apple represents knowledge. So the type of man that she desired was a man with knowledge. A man led by knowledge and driven by higher concerns. And I just shared with you all my logo for black bureaucracy. She wanted a man that had the ability to to think and who was driven by higher concerns. Adam and Eve were both stimulated by curiosity of wanting to know. That's very important. That's very important. They both were stimulated by the curiosity. They was curious and wanting to know. Whenever a woman finds herself a good man, nature will incline her to give and trust his guidance. Nature would do that. It would incline her to give and trust his guidance now, consider this this is this is this is for uh uh the spiritual readers. Jesus peace be upon him. He found himself surrounded by women, more than his disciples. I believe there were seven women around him doing his most. Critical moment of his life. The scripture said that all the men that was around him, his disciples forsook him and fled. (laughs) And this was during his greatest moment (laughs) before going to trial. Okay, so ladies, listen. Some of you are falling short. You're falling short from the prize because you're not allowing the dating process to take its natural course. You hear what I just said? You're falling short of the prize. Because you're not allowing the dating process to take its natural course. Some of you are attempting to progress the relationship like some cowboy uh, goading herds of cattle alone. You know, you, you become Impatient. And maybe this is due to the dating ratio imbalance. You know, the 20 to 1 that you hear me talk about. When many women feel that the urge uh, to oust themselves based upon the competition, it's like anything goes. You know, you want to outpace the other person, so anything goes. Whatever the case may be. Please, ladies, listen. Don't get deceived by those uh, dating statistics. Because the majority of men still value a woman who he can introduce to his mother. So don't let that be lost upon you. Because a great majority of men still value a woman who he can introduce to his mother. The male compass is always turning towards the woman with more substance. Did you hear what I just said? Not in more substance. More substance. His compass is always. That is his GPS. His global positioning system. You know, he turns that towards the the woman with mores. You don't want a woman out there, man, that's just, you know, showing it all. For the world to see. Those things are supposed to be for him. His eyes only. But you want the world to see. And unfortunately many women. Would never fully experience. A regal uh, treatment. Because they have been deceived. By what is called the bait and switch of romance. The bait and switch of romance women are you listening don't become apropos to the truth about dating don't get caught up in the hype being mentally trapped by carnal thinking can lead you into a reversal of virtuous ideas it will trust me on that it will reverse your nature it won't progress your nature and you need to trust this what i'm saying Because adopting this behavior will always keep you in a compromising position While accepting any excuse It will keep you in a compromising position And this is the bait and switch working at its best So you done got switched around You started out um, as the catch, if you will Now, you relegated yourself to a lesser position A lesson, uh, a lesser seat of authority, if you will, because you got out of your natural self, your organically created self. And this sort of indulgence as it relates to relationship building is destined to fail at some point. Believe that you continue down this pathway. This sort of indulgence as it relates to relationship building is destined to fail at some point. One cannot alter the spiritual format already ordained by God Most High. And choosing to neglect this fundamental principle will yield no immediate return on your investment. If you've been in a relationship for two years, three years, four years, five years and above, you will see no immediate return on your investment. Remember. Time is our greatest commodity and should always be closely guarded and protected. Okay. So now what I want to share with you, ladies, I'm going to give you a little jewel to think about when you're with your man or you're out and about in some type of social gathering. I want you all to listen and pay close attention when men are talking. Amongst themselves. And soon you will discover a lot. That you will really need to know. Because usually when men are talking. It turns into a pissing contest. Right. Men are constantly trying to outperform one another. Due to our uh, competitive nature. So now if you think I'm joking. <laughs> the next time you out. Maybe with your man. Or you're in a social environment. Where there's a, a lot of brothers you know uh conversing hopefully when we get all this stuff out of the way we can get back to doing what we do best by being social creatures but the next time you out if you think i'm joking just stand back and just listen just listen carefully to what is being said we could be debating about sports politics economics even who caught the biggest fish and at some point, the conversation would turn into a competition. Now, why is this important to know? Why am I sharing this with you? Metaphors of love, women, are you listening? Because when you find yourself arguing with your man and losing or not receiving a direct answer, and I know many of y'all know what I'm talking about. It's because we've had plenty of practice arguing and being competitive with ourselves. We've had plenty of practice. Now, understanding this will get you closer find finding out your man of chivalry. And let me say this while you're listening. So now there is a way. For you to be on the winning side of the argument without stepping outside your nature. Because that's never good. I know uh, women, some of you all have just a little bit of that masculinity that want to come out. You know, that you got buried deep down inside of you. Because you've uh, gone through so much and had to do men-like things just to survive. But trust and believe, you're out of your natural. Nature your natural constitutional makeup that God designed you to be in So you don't want to go toe-to-toe with a man That's not your nature not your nature, okay? That's what I'm speaking to your nature But there is a way to be on the winning side of the argument without having to do that With chivalry It's not what you say But what we do as men. Chivalry. In other words, a real man already knows what needs to be done without you having to say it. Okay? So remember, love is a verb. And what does a verb do? It shows action. So if you were the man... And he's not showing you any action. And I'm not just talking about the physical. All right. What about the mental? What about the material? As in economics. And most of all, what about the spiritual? Is he developing you spiritually? Okay. Another thing, ladies. A man knows from the moment he asks you out on a date exactly how much chivalry he's willing to give. He already knows it. But it's up to you to determine your self worth and how much he should spend. I can certainly understand the idea of being modest. However, at some point, you must decide if you're a visa. American Express or a black card. And no, ladies, I'm not talking about shopping sprees and all that foolishness. All that stuff or being high maintenance either. I'm not talking about that. This credit card analogy is simply a metaphor to get you to see your level of worthiness. And ladies, you shouldn't base. Okay, you shouldn't base your dating agenda Solely upon money, even though many have. We know a lot of women have done that. They base their relationships solely upon how much a guy can do for them in a relationship. But these are only temporal women that's living superficial lives. Their love for the aesthetics is a daily ritual that's usually set up by a false reality. Mark my word on that. Their daily ritual is only a... um, It's a setup for a false reality. It's like uh, the law of nature of what goes up must come down. If he loses his job, loses his pension, loses whatever material resources that he have and you're no longer in your Gucci and your Prada now what see that's a false reality and that's why I would always say uh sustain yourself and the relationship with chivalry because whenever a woman decides to cast off chivalry her value begins to decline did you hear what I just said women are you listening whenever a a woman decides to cast off her chivalry, her value, the things that she placed upon herself, begins to decline. From a male's uh, perception, in the eyes of every man. Okay? If you don't put a high value on yourself, let me just, let me, let me, let me reword that. If you don't put a, a high value on yourself with some humbleness, let me put it like that then how we perceive you will decline. Because most men are quick to capitalize on this mistake. And it's not something that happened overnight. It's a slow, methodical progression that sometimes goes unnoticed. You don't even see it coming. It's a slow, methodical progression. It's like a wound. It starts out small, or some wounds that start out small, and then they start to progress. And before you know it, you got a big opening somewhere on your body. That's the way uh, some relationships are. It's a slow, methodical progression until one day the attention he showed you earlier is gone. He's not doing uh, the opening up the doors. The fancy restaurants or the movies are calling you consistently. He's not doing that anymore. Why? Because you lessen the value. You lower the bar. And the supplication in this boorish behavior stems from some women casting off chivalry. This is the reason why. You should not cast off your chivalry. Now, the words that I read you earlier how this individual never sends you roses he never kisses you goodnight he never thinks about your anniversary because he says he doesn't have time it's because you cast off your chivalry. you jettison it you threw it overboard so now I want to get into the song shivery cuz in the song shivery which was performed by a gentleman by the name of Kenny Babyface Edmonds, he asked the question, whatever happened to chivalry? Whatever happened to Shivery?" And in the beginning, Babyface, he says, well, you know what? Instead of me just giving you these words, let me just play it for you. So there you have it. I just decided to let Babyface sing it to you because I'm trying to save my voice. You know, I got to talk and I got to sing. That's too much on you, ladies. So I'm I'm, going to stick with the the talking. (laughs) You know, I can't carry a note only when I drink a lot of tea. But anyway, let me me continue with this. Let me get into this because we're going to break this metaphor down. Whatever happened to chivalry? He says, my friends, tell me that he's been cheating on you and that he treats you unkindly he's using you in the first part I have identified seven different issues that has occurred in this potential courtship this potential relationship there are seven different things that I've pointed out first babyface is receiving His information from friends. All right. He's not getting it from his ladies. Remember he said my friends tell me. Not his woman. You know. It is his friends that's telling him this. And. We all know. (laughs) or Some of us. Definitely know. What this could be. We all should know how that could turn out. Nevertheless, this lady's personal life has become a public speculation. Secondly, he says he's been cheating on you. And thirdly, he treats you unkindly. Those are the first three things. Fourth, he's using you. Five, he keeps messing around. I guess the cheating isn't enough. It has to be messy too. Six, he says your love is so blindly. And finally, seven, you think that it's cool. That's powerful. If all of this is true, then I can see the need of asking the question, whatever happened to chivalry? Of all the above mentioned, it's number six and seven that stands out the most. Your love is so blindly, you think that it's cool. Herein lies the whole issue to why chivalry has declined. Again, love shows action. Therefore, it should never be asserted blindly. How can you have a blind love? You can't see. That's why you never see what's coming. If you are in a relationship blindly, then you're grossly undervaluing yourself. And that would explain why some women would think that it's cool to be publicly publicly and privately disrespected. Blind love is a dangerous concept. During the course of any relationship. And truthfully speaking. A person can lose all rational thinking. And control of themselves. When they're in a blind love relationship. And this oftentimes Leads to what is called crimes of passion. Crimes of passion. To hear someone say. I can't live without you. It's very disturbing. And I have oftentimes stated if someone ever told me that, my immediate response would be, well, what was you doing before we met? Yeah, that's right. You was living without me. So now all of a sudden you can't live without me? You was living prior to us meeting. So how much sense does that make? I have absolutely no desire to be deified are made into a demigod or idol worshiped. I am no demigod. There is only one who is deserving of all love and devotion, and that is the creator of all life forms. I'm going to say it again. There is only one who deserves all, not some. Not some. No, his mercy allows us because what he puts in us is the love the human condition, to be able to uh, assert or exert that. But if you really deeply think about it, really all love and devotion is to our creator. Why? For bringing us into this existence, letting us have this experience, and to one day to be detached from these experiences and going to go back to that uh, heavenly place that we all or most of us, the great majority of society, 96%, they say, believe in a higher power, a higher source. So, that's why I'm saying, what I'm saying. I have no desire to be deified. God sends down his mercy of love and allows his creation to share in this experience. We must never exalt our emotional feelings past our equilibrium, especially When it comes to taking it from God. And placing it upon the created. So what I'm saying is. Worship the creator. Not the created. Alright. So now let's turn our attention to the second part of the song. And in this second part. There is one line in particular. That I have to address. When Babyface sings. He says. My friends tell me. That he's been bragging about all of the girls that he's doing around the town. And you're so in love that you can't tell he is turning you out. Wow. What happened? You might ask. What happened? Well, let me just say it like this. Ladies, if you're listening, this woman embraced blind love. That's what happened while discarding chivalry. This man's ego in the song has transgressed many boundaries while depleting the relationship. Not only is he bragging about all of the girls that he's doing around the town, but he's putting his own woman down. Women, are you listening? Either he's taking her for granted. Or she has truly failed at protecting her natural God-given right called respect. As stated by the late great Miss Aretha Franklin. Respect. I believe had this woman protected this right called chivalry. I do believe the disrespect would have never taken place. Or at least not to the extent to where uh, he starts to turn her out. Instead, she chose a zealous love affair. A love affair based on emotion. A love affair based on nothing but a sexual appetite. Or a sexual desire—that's what she based it on. And you only get in what you put out, or you all, or you, or you can say it like this: you only get out what you put in. That's another way of looking at it. And therefore, she was unable to see that he was turning her out. God commands that we respect the womb that births society. We have to respect women. Whenever women are being oppressed in any society, you will start to see a decline in that environment. I'm going to say it again. Whenever women are oppressed in any society, you will start to see a decline in that environment. Without women, nations will be un trained and uncivilized when we put women down in our society it brings down our entire communities however when we lift women up we bring our societies up so for the fellows that are out there listening to this podcast We can't oppress these sisters. We can't oppress these women. We have to bring the chivalry back. We have to get uh, realigned again because we've been out of step. We've been misaligned. So we have to bring it back in step. All right. So now let's look at this from a different perspective. What about when it's not the man who's being disrespectful in the relationship? Okay, one, you know, think about this for a second. What happens when it's not the man who's being disrespectful in the relationship? Because far too many times I've heard women being disrespectful towards men. What's even worse is when women are disrespectful toward themselves, calling themselves bitches and hoes. Honestly, I ask myself. Is this really the product of God most high? Or is it the product of our society? Think about that for a second. Are you being a product of the God most high? Or or are you being the product of society? Ladies, if you choose to accept the negative labels placed upon you by society, then know that True shiver would never be attained. No. Nah. If you act like the garden tool, a man is going to treat you like the garden tool. If you act like the female dog, a man is going to treat you like the female dog. What you think of yourself will soon dictate how you are treated by most men. It's just, a, it's just a simple task of knowing who you really are in this life. No one can make you feel inferior unless you allow them to. I'm going to say it again. No one can allow you or make you feel inferior unless you relegate yourself or you allow them to do that to you. Believe it or not, there's plenty of men that enjoy expressing Gallantry towards women or giving them regal uh, assistance or dressing them up in this uh, regal uh, robe. What you think of yourself again will soon dictate how you are treated by most men. It's just as simple as one, two, three, ABC. I should have said it by the Jackson 5. A, B, C, one, two, three. That's how you're going to want a man to want you back. In the words of little Michael Jackson, that's the only way by sustaining chivalry and not allowing anyone to make you throw that overboard. If women would like to see chivalry reintroduced, okay, ladies, if you'd like to see chivalry reintroduced into our dating scene, I believe two things got to happen. These two things are imperative. First, you're going to have to assert your natural right that has been bestowed upon you by our creator, which begins with the word respect. And we talked about that a second ago. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Now, she said, find out what it means to me. Find out what it means to you. Because if it doesn't have any kind of bearing upon you, if it's just something that's being said, and it goes in one ear and out the other ear, then you won't get it. You're going to get D-I-S-R-S-P-E-C. Disrespect. Okay. Next it's imperative. That we instill in our young girls. At an early age. At an early age. This word respect. Those two things have to happen. First we have to get an understanding again. About respect. And then we have to instill it into our young girls. And men. We also must play a major role in helping do this you know i recall with my daughter Leah, when she was four years old uh she and i would go on father and daughter dates of course she doesn't remember everything in detail except for eating at some of her favorite restaurants like chuck E. cheese and olive garden and mcdonald's and on the border and whenever we would pull up into the parking lot i would always say Wait a minute, sweetheart. Daddy would come around and open your door. And Aaliyah, she would be be sitting there, you know, waiting anxiously until I did exactly that. And as soon as I opened up her door, she would leap out the front seat and grab my hand. This made me feel so proud as a father. And it gave me that ethereal kind of feeling, that heavenly kind of feeling. Chivalry continued with me opening up the restaurant door after helping Aliyah get out of the car we walk into the restaurant and then I will help her uh into her dinner seat and I will repeat this process when we left the restaurant I would tell her the same thing and I would make her make this word shivery known to her and I would tell her this is called shivery and although uh, Aaliyah wasn't quite able to pronounce the word because she would repeat shibbery. That's how she would say it, shibbery. <laughs> and I find out to still be funny today. We have some great times. Uh, I'm really a, a girl's dad. I'm glad uh, that the late, great Kobe Bryant came up with that or uh, made that statement anyway, at least. Because we have a great uh, communication, great line of communication. I wish, wish many, many brothers, man, that don't have that relationship with their daughters, man, Really, really get back into their life because, as I stated before, we must play a major role in this. As her father, I knew that it was important for her to understand this word, shiver. I knew that. And today, my only daughter, my little Leah, she will always be my baby. She is a young lady attending Florida a majoring in uh, public relations. And she's maintained a three-point GPA and she has made me very proud of her over the years while also guarding her modesty you know that's very important and I give her mother a lot of uh, credit as well while continuing to guard and protect her chastity and I'm not Sure, if a Lewis held on to this concept of chivalry, I don't know if she really identifies with that word chivalry uh, even today uh, from, you know, when she was a child. But seeing her high self-esteem tells me that she did. Because every time I speak to her or talk with her, She's always exemplifying that beautiful smile. And, and, and I tell you, I, I'm so uh, elated to see where she's uh, going uh, in this life uh, on to her next journey. So my guys that are out there listening to to this episode of Metaphors of Love, women, are you listening? I need for you to listen. Far too often as men, we enjoy latching hold of our son's hand without ever realizing that our daughters need us just as much so that's important I know we're proud of our boys we're proud of our sons you know uh but our daughters need us just as much and this is why I will continue to say we must take the lead by applying chivalry. if we don't take the lead then we leave it open for chance and I think a great number of women will continue making foolish mistakes with men because they have not seen a real man. Therefore, the journey of running from man to man will still exist. And you will still have that uh, unfortunate uh, uh, engagement of kissing these frogs in hopes of still finding your prince. That journey will still continue if you decide to cast off chivalry. The opportunity to fully express real love awaits for every woman. Okay? Your opportunity, the opportunity to experience real love, still awaits for every woman. I do believe that. But only when choosing to exercise. Your God-given rights. You have to be able to exercise. Your God-given rights. Therefore, women. If you're listening. Start listening. And observing the actions of your male companion. Because in doing so, you will learn that there are two types of men. One that truly respects his woman. And the one who don't. And unfortunately, Babyface sings, sings about the one who don't. In this particular song, Chivalry. And I am reminded of another uh, R&B group called The Temptations. Who sang a song about the first individual that I said. The one who respects his woman. In their hit song, Treat Her Like a Lady. I believe it was the lead singer, Ali Woodson. Who yelled out. Now, I'm the kind of guy who don't believe that shivery is dead. Because I believe a woman should be treated with the utmost respect. Men of metal would not allow this world of liberation to make him forget shivery. Therefore, ladies, if you're listening, don't you forget to teach your young boys Okay, that a woman is like a flower in the springtime, needing love, rain, and proper sunshine. She's fragile, which is one of the reasons why, in the post office system, when you have breakable items inside the bag, they write on the side of the box fragile. A woman has the nature or the sensitive nature that's. Fragile guys, we have to see that we have to be able to nurture that we have to be able to understand that if you are able to fertilize their impressionable minds when young, then soon you will be producing a man of chivalry. This will conclude another episode of Black Vocracy. Join us next week when we speak about the concept of what you see is what you get. I want to thank you for listening. I want you to be safe. I want you to be sound in your thinking. But most of all, I want you to keep God first.